Diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You, you are. defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the season premiere of the Jobberknocker. As always, I'm Nestlemania. Alongside for the ride is JC. Welcome to the season premiere, JC. We do season premieres now. No, I just I'm I'm giving the context of what we just watched this past week. The season premiere of season Monday premiere. Night Raw and SmackDown. Oh yeah, it was a big week, and honestly, there was a lot going on. So we have a shit ton to get to Nestlemania, but uh, I'm gonna start with the shiniest shine, and. This week, honestly, there wasn't any one thing that really stood out above the other, but there was one little thing that I really loved because we never see it. What do we get all the time, Nestlemania? Contract signings. But what do we rarely get? People refusing to sign it. And yes, I know the Roman thing was kind of similar, but I thought Sasha's promo was strong. Well, especially I loved it because I knew you were getting mad when you said, when she said her name is bigger than the title. Hell yeah, it is, baby. She's about to be in The Mandalorian, the best streaming show on disney plus so pumped let's go but i love the little aspect of bailey refusing to sign obviously we're probably going to get some sort of segment this week on smackdown where she probably will sign it but it's just something different and like the stereotypical contract signing instead of like the random brawl bailey just being like fuck it no you don't deserve my title shot so i look i will say this much i am excited for different reasons but i will say that her saying the bit about, I'm Sasha Banks, I'm bigger than a championship, my alarm went off and I went, well, she ain't fucking winning shit on Sunday. Ooh! Spoiler alert. She's going to lose. Maybe. No, there's no way. No, here's, here's, here's the issue with it that I, I, I take. is that When someone says, and we always talk about this, we talk about it in a thread, we talk about it when we just have general conversation about wrestling. When there's the HBKs and the Undertakers and the Bray Wyatts, and we talk about people who do and don't deserve, don't need, don't need to have it, yada, 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 yada. You're going to tell me that Sasha Banks is somebody that doesn't need to have a championship? I call bullshit. Only because she's had such a lackluster reign with the, the hot potato-ish. That's not her fault. I'm just saying. Yeah, but you know why? Maybe it's because they feel like she's a bigger star than the title. Maybe that's why they booked her like that. In order, here's, here, here's, here's my... Co- Maybe here, that's fine. I don't agree with it. No, I don't agree with it either. But I think what I would say is this much. In order to believe that context, you would have to string up a couple of long, lengthy reigns, in my opinion, for it no longer to matter. So, but okay, then I'll give you this, because everyone always says that about The Fiend. Like, he, they like, oh, you never need the title. It's like, well, he doesn't have it, so that kind of goes against what you're saying right there. No, he needed the championship a couple times, in my opinion, for it to matter. Yeah, but he didn't have the long, lengthy reign, so he's kind of in the same boat. I'm sorry, What I should retract that and, and re-edit it. What I should say is, you should at least have a couple reigns against you before it means something like uh, meaningful reigns. Like at least he had that first, like he had that really small thing for WrestleMania with the fucking worms and everything that we'll, we'll get across that. The last reign with reigns was terrible too, but the middle reign to me, that was like, okay, they switched the color of the championships. He had his presentation. Like, I think that was important for me to go, okay, he doesn't need it again. Like you need at least, in my opinion, you need at least one reign, at least 90 days. In my opinion, you need like at least three months where it's just like, you're I should the person. Fact check you to see if he actually had it for 90 days. Go ahead. I don't know. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't remember. Somebody, honestly, somebody, look it up. I, I'll look it I up. I just, I, this is the type of discussion. I know the, the literally the boys were talking about it in the thread for like ever. I just had to check out because I just hate that concept because you try like you have one argument where you say, oh, this person's like doesn't need the title. They're bringing the title. Then you also say like, oh, it isn't the championship. The person makes the championship. It's like okay, then wouldn't you want to put your championship? on the person who you think is the best to make your championship better. It's just the logic. It's, it's all in all different directions. It's just like, it never makes sense. I think it's stupid. Yes, I do agree. A guy like Bray Wyatt, he's interesting no matter what he does. But still, I think I still want to see him in the title picture. I still want to see Sasha Banks in the title picture. Because I mean, if not, what are we doing? What's right. the point? What's here's, their motivation? Here's, here's so the other thing, too. Here's the other thing. Very real, tough real quickly. Thing for me. Real quickly. It's just the motivation factor is uh, you're 100%. You nailed it up right on the head. But what I will say, too, is 
you gotta you gotta sit there and wonder as you're a fan sitting back going we don't have enough interesting things to fight for because pride whether you like it or not in wrestling doesn't mean shit like you got to look at it from a different perspective like oh that person like okay if if somebody gets kidnapped or something from from the fiend that's fine like it is what it is but more often than not the championships are the only thing that really really over time matter and people are gonna go what about blood feuds yes i understand but you have to you have to get somewhere to go somewhere for 100 percent, and that's why that's why that argument it drives me up a wall and i can't even like partake in it because like, I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, it's so fucking ludicrous that it's just like... Because look at this. We just had an awesome, like, short-term Seamus-Jeff Hardy feud right. that had nothing to do with the title, but it was because there was a good story with it. You can do that with anyone. The Fiend is just easier to do it with. Right. It doesn't mean that he doesn't need the title. It just means The Fiend is just such a different type of character that it's easier to do that. The writers don't have to work as hard. But you can do it with anyone. So, but whatever. Yeah, so By the we'll way, very, very quickly, as I'm looking up the title history, I uh, just want to let you know, because she didn't even sign the contract, she still advertised that literally a giant thing at, popped up during the fucking title history. It was like, Bailey versus Sasha this Sunday. So, I don't know if that's a great idea on the website's well, part, but there you go. it's been booked for two weeks. No, the I'm just saying. Just to I, make I, it official. I'm just saying. Technically, she didn't sign the contract, so she could back out. I'm just saying. You think that match isn't happening? No, 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 no. I'm just saying from the logical standpoint, people Bring should all talk to him. out of here with that shit. WrestleMania, you ready for this next part, what I'm about to put in the shine? Okay. For the first time in a long time, maybe ever in the Jobberknocker, I'm going to put a six-man tag in the shine. Because the new day, farewell, the promo before it, yes, it was a little long. But you know what? The new day gave us so much as a three-man unit. And this was a beautiful way to send them off. I enjoyed it just knowing because this is the last time, probably for a while, we're going to see them together. I'm sure they're going to do a team-up again because... Nothing's ever forever in wrestling, but Nestlemania, it was a fun match. The New Day one time, it was emotional. You could feel the actual emotion between the guys. There was some realism with it. So for me, it was one of the more enjoyable segments of the week. I did pop very hard for Cesaro Sheamus because I loved a bar. So we know the bar. The bar. The bar. You got to give a shout out to our boy Ben, who's a, a, a bar guy from day one-ish. And the, uh, I, I always love it. It was just funny. It was like current partner, past partner, and yep. Cesaro. You know, it was great. And then, you know, the New Day come out and do their whole thing. They got emotional. I have to, I have to, I have to question this. And this is where people are going to get mad at me. The sincerity. I felt like there were, there were tears, but I was just looking at it going, are these manufactured? They don't, it didn't feel real for a second there. It didn't. So that's how I felt about it. But again, they've done a lot for everybody in the tag team division. They redefined the tag team division with the, uh, you know, the New Day rule, essentially. Uh, and they may be in our uh, top 10 tag teams of 2000 and... Maybe. Well, 20 or 19. What is they it? 19, 20? Uh, <laughs> whatever, whatever this year is, apparently. I don't know. Uh, we're going to be doing our... our TJ is the, uh, the BCS champion of... Uh, Top tens in the jobber knocker categories here. So he's going to help us out. We're going to be doing top 10 tag teams. However, fact checking, calling myself on the carpet, WWE.com says the Fiends, October to February reign was 118 days. There you go. So Look there you go. That. So you made it. So I made it. Whew. So maybe if you add up all of Sasha's like five reigns or whatever it is, maybe it'll be 100. Oh, fuck days. you. Now you're going to make me go do that. <laughs> all right, whatever. Go ahead. Entertain everybody while I do it. Go ahead. Uh, well, I will say this. Um, this was it was kind of schmozzy, but I was super excited for Braun versus Roman. We know Roman and uh, Strowman have always had great matches. Uh, Reigns got a definitive win though, which I thought was important because um, Braun, you know what, he, he can go to Raw and just be fine. He's the, the monster, whatever. Um, you know, and then he beat him down with the chair, and out comes Uso. And I'll say this: I'm not really excited for this rematch. I know it's going to be entertaining, but at least I get some violence here. Give me some violence. That at least entertains me. Just violence in general? Yeah, who doesn't like violence? Yeah, hey, look, so here's the other thing too, is just I I can't I can't say this without enough like stress here. Is just we already here's the thing, like you can't say to me that Jerron Braun Strowman had a, a, even a, a clue, let alone a moment of clarity that he was going to do something special. You know what I mean? Like that to me. I can't handle that stuff where it's just like, okay, he's gonna win the championship. No, he's not. He he he's just some dude in spandex and camo now with gloves. Like he's he is literally so generic looking that I was just like, okay, and he's going to Raw, so clearly he's not beating Reigns, which again was fine, but it just it made me feel by the end of that, like Raw was 
not as important as SmackDown. And, and I know it's because it's on SmackDown, but it made it feel like, yeah. ah, Strowman's going to SmackDown. He can yeah, look like when, shit. When, when SmackDown guys go to Raw, they lose. So it's the same thing. It's like it's like AJ Styles beat uh, uh, Seth Rollins. It's, it's, it's the same thing. I mean, because obviously, like, you saw that off the top of the show where Lars! Lars actually beat up everyone. Because um, as you saw, the SmackDown started with, you know, they have to all stand out there like, look at us, we're all a family. Then random brawl, everyone's involved. But Lars stands tall, and then Lars defeats Jeff Hardy. Nestlemania, I think we're kind of on the same page. But as a character on our screen, I think we both kind of enjoy Lars a little bit. Look, you and I have been on the Lars bar train since day one. I don't care. Anybody sitting there giving him shit about whatever he did on Twitter, yeah, that was terrible. Well, you know, like, I'm not negating that, but whatever. He's also not the only person that they employ, sure. past or present, that has done things worse. But sure. I think people just kind of pick on him because, let's be honest, he's ugly. It is easier to shit on the ugly guy. You know what? That's 100% correct. But I will also add this point to it. He hasn't shown us his value yet. Once he shows us his value, a lot of people will shut up. And I think that's the – I will say the one thing I will say very quickly is, as I said it twice, uh, he did his whole business there. But the the freak accident finish with Jeff Hardy, I don't like. It just looks like I took you from a shelf and I'm throwing you down. Like it's not an impactful move to me. It looks like a hesitation. It's almost like he looked for a choke slam. The guy slips. He catches him and slams him down. Well, it, isn't it that supposed look to like be a setup for his diving headbutt? Isn't that what it's supposed to be? I don't know. I think that's what it usually is, but I don't think he always does the diving headbutt. But yeah, I could do without Michael Cole yelling the freak every two seconds, but that's Michael Cole, so we're going to throw it. There's a lot of things I could do. I, if, I, I, if I could mute Phillips and Cole at the same time, I would. It's just Is that novel. a transition to Raw WrestleMania? If you want to, go right ahead. You're the shine guy. Oh, well, I want to know what your favorite part of Raw was because I'm I'm generally curious because I have a favorite part, but I'm not sure if it's going to be your favorite part. On Raw specifically? Yes, because well, I feel like we've already covered all the shine and SmackDown. So. Well, it's funny you ask that because uh, there's a lot of things that made me like percolate my interest a little bit. Uh, not that not that it's my favorite thing ever, but I did ch- a chuckle at Titus O'Neil getting beat up by the Hurt Business. I <laughs> that segment, like we we talk about, we never talk about, segment. we never talk about Titus O'Neil, but I gotta say, like just the way he sold himself with the entire thing, like I looked apart, uh, I I can bring you worldwide, and then like just hearing Bobby go, like like seeing Bobby do the worldwide with like mouthing it, he was like worldwide. Like just the the whole the whole the, and then I was like wait a minute he didn't shake Cedric's hand and then Cedric comes from behind and boom right in the head I would, it was perfect it was great and I, I I it's not the greatest thing that I've seen but it's just we never talk about Titus O'Neil ever because he's never on the program but I had to give it up for him because that to me was a lot of fun. You know what else was a lot of fun in WrestleMania? What's up? Al Gran Gordo. <laughs> Do you know what that stands for? No, I, uh, the big Gordo. Oh, Jesus. You're awful. Now you're going to make me look that up, too. I'm the middle well, why of... Why are you asking me? Al Gran is the big, and I don't, Gordo, the big fat guy, I guess. Oh, now you're going to Gordo ask me. means fat, so it probably means the big fat guy. But while you're looking that up, I will say this Ms. Morrison heavy machinery feud <laughs> continues to be amazing. It has been so much fun. I, like, just start to finish. Like, I want more of it. I can't wait for the court session or Ms. to try to get the money in the bank contract. The story about it is so simple. It's clearly part, like, mostly supposed to be comedy. But all these guys are so enjoyable. What are you giggling about? Google Translate just says it's the big fat. I told you, the big fat. El Gran means big. Gordo means fat. I don't take Spanish. The big fat, baby. It's good stuff. It's great. That was probably my favorite part of Raw. So the fact that – so here's the other thing, too, that I just – so there are other people. It was said in the thread, so I'm curious how you feel. Like everybody, I think Ray and other people were like, "Oh, the Miz fit and fire, blah blah blah." It was a good promo, but I've seen the the Miz have so much more passion. Yeah, he was he was kind of he like his message was good, but he was kind of like falling over himself, which never happens with the Miz. Yeah, I didn't I didn't expect it to be an A plus promo, but it was good. It just it felt like you know when you do something and that becomes your calling card, because those are things that you did organically or just kind of viscerally. That's what he did over the years. So it was almost yeah. like they tried to manufacture that feeling of him being like overlooked and not cared for, and he's the Miz, and I go do these thing company things, and they have some fat guy because he's the underdog. Like, you want to talk about a? Hey, listen, you give me shit for being a side shamer. I want you to call the Miz on the carpet for being a side shamer. Just saying. Uh, well, yeah, that's kind of the Miz's gimmick. He's always done that. He's an asshole. He's a heel. He's supposed to do that in WrestleMania. So why you can't... pick on people? You, you know you shouldn't because you shouldn't pick on people's size. We know what the Miz is. He's a jerk. Do you want to be like the Miz? Do you want to be a jerk? Do you want to be an asshole? Do you, know, Do you want nobody to like you? Do you want to have to go sit outside the locker room by yourself? Do you know right now, as you said, are you an asshole? There's probably Ray, 
D- yes. DQ, TJ, Billy. There's probably a bunch of people. Even maybe Joe will go, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, listen, lady, I'm trying to make you a better person. Listen, here's here's a lost cause right in front of you right now. Just let it go. Just let it go, JC. Let it go. Let it go. <sighs> Please don't sing that. That's like my Achilles heel. I hate that so much. You have no let idea. Let it go. Especially let with you go. singing it off key. It's just, it's, it's atrocious, oh, really. That's, that's the only way to sing it. So here's here's something that's going to blow your mind. Ready? Okay. One thing that I actually thought was shine-worthy, the Elias concert. Me too. I couldn't believe Could, it. No, why? I couldn't believe it. bad guy again. Thank the heavens. Here's the thing, too. From a musical standpoint, I thought that was better than his last album. Well, because he was lip-syncing. No, I know that, but I meant like the actual <laughs> music was felt like it was better. Like the fact he that had he had a real band. He had a real band, real pyro. He had the whole thing. Like clearly he was lip-syncing and he did his best job. And But like all that aside, I went, you know what? This motherfucker just walked his way back into my heart a little bit. Like he, 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 he needs a crowd for to be as effective as he can be. But I thought that I watched that and I went, "Well, no, he's a star. He's not a. He's not. He's not a top guy. He's a star when he's a heel. Yeah. When he was a babyface on SmackDown, it was the drizzling shits. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. But he went back to his roots where he needs to be. That type of character is most effective a million percent as a heel." That's what he is. Um, I'm actually excited to see what they do with him and Jeff Hardy um, because it's unfinished business, as we talked about last week. So, yeah, I agree. Shine. Uh, Because you're making me do double duty while we're talking about this program, 107 collective days for Sasha Banks. So she broke the 90 days. She broke the 90 days. So technically she doesn't need the belt anymore. So I will eat crow. (laughs) I will eat crow. Much like the jobber alert rule, three minutes or less, so your wrestling is free. Three months. To be an effective person, I'll give her the accumulative. By the way, her her regular average is abysmal. It's like twenty days. Oh no, because she's never successfully defended it. So twenty course. days, twenty yep. days, mean average, probably less. All right, sorry, the wheels have come off this program because you make me doing double duty, but that's okay. It's okay. Hey, you know, I gotta get the detective. You know, I gotta get the detective percolating again. Speaking of, per- thank you for putting that up there. Another segment that was very interesting and did bring back my detective hat. Can't do the wiggle because you can't hear it. That's the whole point of doing the show. I can play it for everybody here, but you can't hear it. Uh, but there's other things going on in my mind. But I was watching the Firefly Funhouse, and I thought, okay, cool. He's doing his unpacking. He had the brawn sheep mask where he went <laughs> and giggled. And then he pulled out something that I'm sure you saw on the thread because I was asking everybody if they had seen it. Uh, there was a crucifixion, or a, cr- uh, a cross, rather, that uh, a lot of people do or don't know what it was. And he went, oh, yeah, huh, and then threw it. That was a correlation to Randy Orton putting the cross on, you know, Abigail when he was burning the house down, which is, you know, our boy TJ was making a comment. Hey, that's been up in the Firefly Funhouse for a little bit again. So the feuds that we're looking at are Randall Keith Orton. Maybe, you know, down the line we're going to get maybe some type of Braun Strowman rehash. Maybe Braun decides to come back. That'd be cool too. Uh, but I'm curious what your thoughts are about the Firefly Funhouse, especially with the ending with Bliss, as well as the fact that he was all over the show everywhere beginning middle and end it seemed as if he was threaded just just as we talked about it's a season premiere they're pulling all anytime we get the fiend entrance you know it's a big show like the smackdown anniversary show and now this like we're not going to get that every week i think it's going to be more of the firefly funhouse every week but it was this was a season premiere of raw they're trying to get you it's like the restart after the draft so yeah it makes sense there'd be a lot of bray because as you mentioned He's going to have, he has a ton of feuds now to work with. Now that he's on the red brand, there's some old feuds that he can go back to from the past, which always work well with that character. And there's a lot of new ones as well. So I think it's exciting with all the teases we got. But you mentioned the end of the Firefly Funhouse. That to me was the most natural Alexa Bliss has looked with Bray Wyatt. She works really well with that, like, just like him, like that, that happy, like, oh, like over the top, like like friendly evil vibe because her is like the pure evil thing i haven't fully bought yet she has the look she does a great job but i'm not fully in because whenever she tries to like talk or say something it loses me but when her like little like few lines in the funhouse i was like this is where this is a grand slam home run having her as a live action character in the firefly funhouse chef kiss it's gonna be great so here's other things that i that, that percolated in my brain too when i was watching it so if you look at the way bliss was at the beginning of the show Right when she was in the ring, she looked like kind of different, disheveled. And then the Firefly Funhouse, she looked more like she was prettied up. With yeah, they had the Freddy kind of looking sweater that was teared or whatever. But she looked like Bray, where Bray's more sunshine and rainbows. 
And so there, so not only do we have Bray Wyatt and the Fiend, but we're going to get Alexa Bliss and another version of Alexa Bliss, which mm-hmm. hurt my interest very much because I went, okay, great. Now we're going to get the happy, slappy kind of feeling in the Firefly Funhouse, and we're going to get some sadistic version of Bliss when she's in the ring. And I think that would be the best portion of what you can do with her, especially with the division that I'm sure we're going to talk about in the heat that I just, I... JC, I mean, I love women's wrestling, but they give us shit saying that AEW's roster is terrible. Well, so that's the difference. The WWE's roster, roster isn't, isn't terrible. They just don't know what the fuck to do. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll amend to that. That's fine. Do you want to go there now? Do you have more shine? Do you want to go there now? So, I can use this. so something else that I have to I have to I have okay. to str- I have to strut that ass is uh, Ali is the hacker, folks. Yeah, no shit. No, we no, 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 no. Nope, nope. Let me, let me just. This to me is a vindication of everything How? because I'm right. No one ever disagreed right. with you that it was Ali. You said, said Shorty G. You said yeah. uh, all these other ones. T- Nestlemania. Who was in a tag team with Ali at the time when you were saying this? Erroneous. Shorty G. Erroneous. So Erroneous. It was his Erroneous. hand or somebody, somebody's Erroneous. white hand. Erroneous. Could have been a female Erroneous. man for all we know. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. You're trying to take a victory lap for something. This is what Listen. you always do. Nope. You take the most nope. obvious thing. You're like, I want a victory lap. It's like, no, no. We didn't disagree with you that it was Ali. We disagreed with you that was his hand. No. Just like it. No. It was, it was in fact his okay, hand. Okay, So when all those midgets were running around in retrospect. That has nothing to do with anything. That has nothing to do with anything. No. Yes, it's the no, same thing. No, it does not. It's not the same argument. hacker was a standard. Dude, you want to tell me something? What was he doing? He <laughs> said it in his promo. He was doing nothing. You think they're not going to have him come in to do that thing that he could do uh, if that was his not. job? It was a pandemic, bro. You are ridiculous. They probably had a stand-in. It could have been Vince McMahon's old hand. You don't know. No, it was a white young man. No, you guys are. You guys literally had to get no. your eyes checked. You guys are you're terrible. Out of your mind. You're out of your mind. No, I'm not. Maybe out have, of your mind. Listen, maybe here's 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 what I want you to do. The next time you watch wrestling, I want you to turn on your television or any device, most mm-hmm. likely your television. Mm-hmm. Once you go mm-hmm. to settings, go to menu. Mm-hmm. Go to brightness, go to tint, oh, and maybe bro. put it on a certain no, time no. to make sure got, it's correctly I got that high correlated. Color, man. I got a high quality TV. Yeah, you maybe you gotta get your eyes checked because here's the thing with you. Everyone's saying one thing, you're saying another, but you think you as the one percent are correct, even though you're clearly wrong. Well, the one percent are the people on top usually, so you're absolutely correct. I am right. only in EC3's world. No, well, AC3. Which you know what? That's Let's too. put him in the. Let's put him in the show. We're shine. gonna be talking about EC3 in the finish because. The boys are making us do Bound for Glory later. Oh, boy. Oh, so very much another victory lap for your boy. Uh, Raw Underground, moment of silence. Let's put a moment of silence on Raw Underground. <laughs> the moratorium of uh, Shano's sweats for an hour is gone. Yeah, I didn't see Dabakato, Arturo Rojas, Riddick Moss, all these guys that you know they actually use draft picks on weren't on the show. Weird. Maybe they're waiting for another time to break out those new toys. Well, they broke out one toy, which we're going to talk about later, which I was excited for. But uh, are we done with Shine? I don't know. I think so. Yeah, let's let's move on. So I will say my hype meter for Ascalata was through the roof, even though I was pretty sure I knew what we were getting. But I was hoping for an upset just because I like chaos, which so we can go to the heat. We obviously got chaos after the match because the whole division came out, but. I mean, I will say, Lana and Asuka, I'm like, oh, they're wrestling a little bit here for a few minutes, but then obviously it was... I don't know if it was three minutes or It was exactly under three was minutes, it? yes. Okay, because I was watching, I was like, this feels like it's right on the edge here. So, do you want to do the siren? Jobber alert. What's up, <laughs> jobbers? But yeah, so we get the match, which happens, then Asuka, whatever, Shania Payne come out, and Lana. The streak continues, the biggest streak in wrestling... Uh, since, uh, what was the last big streak? Though we had the Curtis Axel, but there was someone, something else in between. I'm blanking, but. You're thinking about oh, the, uh, uh, the uh, losing streak of Kurt, Kurt Hawkins. Kurt Hawkins, yeah, there it is. R.I.P. Maybe we'll talk about him later, too. Oh! I don't know if he's booked, but, uh, that shows how much I know. Uh, Shania Payne and Mandy and Lacey and Peyton, too. And then the Riot Squad, wild card, bitches! But on Nestlemania. Oh, boy. This is what always happens with them. They're like, okay, let's feature the woman. Okay, three-minute title match. Have a schmoz with all the women where none of them look good. It's just like, I don't know, man. They don't. Raw doesn't know what the fuck they're doing right now, and it's a problem. And also, the biggest one, which I know everyone's mad about, you broke up the Iconics. 
so Peyton could be a single superstar, only to put her in another odd couple tag team with Lacey Evans, who shouldn't be in a tag team because she hates everyone and everyone hates her. Honestly, if they went forward with it, it'd probably be entertaining. But it's just like, what are we doing? What are we doing, dude? You took the words right out of my mouth, so I can't really <laughs> expound upon that more. Dana doing a swanton bomb and missing and landing on her tuchus every time drives me fucking insane, especially where that's her finish. And then she does this, oh. like, she, she, so she'll over, she'll overdo the sinton and never land on anybody. And then she does this thing afterwards where she tries to cover it up by laying back on them. Can't do it. Not 100%. You know what? I'd rather see a Mandy knee. I'm telling you, it's that bad. The Mandy knee is one of the best moves in wrestling. The man, the man knee. To the top 100 wrestling moves, Mandy's knee would be number one. It's the most effective. She throws it like 45 <laughs> fucking times, so. It's fine. Only Sonya knew how to counter. It's true. It's true because she probably knew how to throw a better knee because that knee was like terrible. But well, whatever. They're best friends and they trained to get in a bro. Chill. She has a better running knee than Daniel Bryan. <laughs> We're talking about the woman, Nestle Keep talking about the woman. I don't, I don't look. So <sighs> the Riot Squad thing, I, I understand. It's an actual tag team. Shania Payne, I buy because I But they're on the wrong show. Riot Squad doesn't work there anymore. Right, I know. that. That's where I was going. It's just like, there's so many things that I... Do they know that they're not on there? Like, do they even care? You know, it's just... I don't get it. Like, the fact that they said Raw or SmackDown, I think that's the way they got around it. Well, the problem is, is the Riot Squad's headed to a women's division purgatory because there's only two women that matter in the SmackDown division. Right. No, Sasha I mean, and Bailey. No, they're literally, they're, I couldn't even tell you who else is on the SmackDown Women's roster at this point. I think they sent Natalia over there. But like, and if any of them wrestle, it'll be just to get squashed by one of the other two. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know if they have enough. Here's the thing on SmackDown: there is no second tier women's division. Like, yeah. there's there you can't have one. There's just not enough. That's time. why Naomi never really got time because she wasn't involved. So now at least on Raw down the line, she hopefully will get some time. But it's just like. You got the Natalia over there. You got the Riot Squad. I'm trying to even think because Mandy and Dana are on Raw now. I don't even know who else is on SmackDown Women's Division. Now you're going to make me go look. God no, we don't need to look it. it up. We can move on. We can move on. But there's just, look, So there's not a lot, a lot of love uh, in that division anyway. Oh, Billy Kay's on SmackDown. There you go. Does she know that? Uh, she got drafted there. Yeah, that doesn't mean it's good. Anyway, let's move on from that. Um you know, Ziglorious in the tag team division and uh, the Street Profits have uh, what I like to call a waste of a match. See, now this is this is a pro. This was a problem with the SmackDown premiere. There was a lot of good stuff, but is, this is where the issue comes from. Me is like, this is my biggest argument. You don't have to jam everything in every week. I great. I get why they wanted to this week with the Street Profits and the fancy new toy that they picked in the first round. But like, if I'm looking at the tag teams on SmackDown, these seem to be the top two. So I kind of want a fleshed out feud. But instead, we have a freaking squash match. So now it's like, now they're probably going to have the glorious feud with them. But we already saw the Street Profits squash them. So why do I care? You know what I mean? So it, it's tough. They just like, it's it's frustrating. So the Street Profits are amazing, but there's no one for them to fight. Maybe they're going to pull up some more people. We don't know. We have no, no. idea. I don't, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of tag teams on NXT. Maybe that maybe need to leave. I'm NXT sure TJ... doesn't even have enough. That's true. Pandemic rules, baby. Just they had to make one of the greatest tag teams ever in Drake and Killian. They made me care about Killian, da Killian Dane, whatever the fuck you say his name. Killian Dane. That tag team's awesome. That's like the only part of NXT like I super, I, super, super enjoy. I did giggle when he when they came out on NXT, and yes, I did watch NXT, guys. So, you know, hold your horses. <laughs> uh, when he goes, we didn't even get to the whistle. We didn't even get to the whistle. Like I, I, so good. He, he, the thing is, is that no matter the, the, that, there's no other way to say it. Regardless of his size, like he he makes people believe in things that don't need to be. Like, Drake Maverick, he's good special. at his job. He's just he's good at his job. Special. Yeah, he's a special dude. Yeah, doesn't matter. You don't have to be a big dude to be special. That's all I got to say about that. I don't necessarily have anything else on. Oh, the one thing I will say that was just it, very quickly is just the, the. I get why we do these things, and I appreciate them. And I I, I thought this was something I probably should have put in the the shine more than anything was the the Fox synergy of SmackDown, which I really enjoyed. Yes, yeah. I thought that was a nice little touch. My biggest heat going forward is that they're going to abandon it from week two on. They just won't continue to go back to it. They uh, we've seen them do it. They did the same thing last year. No, it's I just, know. It I is what it is. But I think they try because they're just trying to make the season premiere feel more special. Right, it's fine. But I think it that would be nice. But like, so you know when you watch an if Jay Glazer's on there every week breaking down something where he has no idea what he's talking about, 
we get pissed about it for after no, like no, two no, no, weeks. no. But I mean, like you, you were talking about last, what was it, last week with the, the uh, therapist thing that was funny on backstage, like stuff like oh, that. Yeah, like, yeah. like you can find a segment that's comical. Like when you watch the countdown for NFL, they always have like you know Frank Caliendo doing like forty five fucking impressions. They always it's do horrible it. now. No, I know it's now, but I'm just saying like <laughs> you can find a WWE authentic thing that people will enjoy from a Fox perspective that would be helpful. I think that that'd be good because it seems like with the exception of the season premiere that WWE is the bastard child of the Fox networks. No, it's not. I thought that the bastard child is just one of those things. Like it's such a separate entity. It's like different sports are easy to cross over. Wrestling's always tough. Cause even like, I know like Meltzer likes to be like, Oh, TNT does such a great job. They let Marv Albert have a read in the basketball game. It's like, yeah, well Fox does the same things during there. It's like, it doesn't make it. It's still like, it's still, it's like an ad for any other type of programming. It's like Jim Nance reading for NCIS. Like, it's no different. It's a different type of program. Sports entertainment. It's not sports. But it's sports. Entertainment. Entertainment. But sports. Yeah. Sports entertainment. Which one is it? Sports entertainment. It's it's one thing. Is it? Yes. Because it's, it's, it's a mix of both. That's why as wrestling fans, we're spoiled. We get the best of both worlds. We get sports and entertainment together. I'm confused. You should be. What else did you enjoy so much that you put we're, in the heat? We're in the heat, bro. I'm making yeah. a, a um, It was a lackluster Drew, so, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton stuff if you want to go to there. Yeah, so this is something that's been frustrating me for a while because obviously I like both these guys, but we've talked about this ad nauseum, how this feud has just gone on way too long, and you can tell because they don't know what the fuck to do week to week. Like It's gotten to the point now where I don't care what either of them has to say. Like, I know the match is probably going to be great, but it's just like, I hate that I have had to wait five weeks for it. It would have been better off just not having them on TV. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just have a fucking package I can fast forward every week because it's just like, I'm getting less and less excited the more I see it. And then you finally get to something good at the end. McIntyre gets in the cage and the show ends. Yeah. Like, what are we doing, bro? What all, are we doing? All I could think about was B-roll and sound bites, baby. B-roll and sound bites. Yep. That's all that matters. And... They basically showed us the glorified package that's going to run right before their match at Hell in a Cell. Yep. They may add the B-roll of him slamming the door and Randy looking confused and, oh, my God, he had bull cutters and all the thing. And you can't escape me, Randy. You know, like the whole thing, like whatever. But we've had, I think we had this conversation in the thread. So I kind of pose this question to anybody that's listening out there that's a Drew McIntyre fan. Can you sell me on Drew McIntyre, please? Because I want to be a fan. I do. But I think that right now, Randy Orton... This far, and TJ made a comment to me. He's like, he just needs to get away from Orton, which I, I tend to agree. But I will say that the wheel, and I'm not going to blame the pandemic or anything like that, because like he started off strong Royal Rumble. He got to Brock Lesnar. He did. He started out real strong and, and did everything. But I think the wheels are coming off of this Mac train. And I don't, so, or, you know, that's how I feel about it. What the, and I know it's, maybe it's just me because I, I roll my eyes when I hear the sexy Scottman or Big Daddy Claymore or all these other fucking things. Hunky Dunky Adonis. What the fuck he called himself? I don't know. Like the other day. <laughs> you know, just whatever the fuck he's going to call himself. I can't do it. Like, I... I well, no, it's honestly, It's just not I authentic. It's, it's just not there. I don't it's just think it's there. about Drew McIntyre, though, because the first, like, the first, the beginning of the feud, Orton and McIntyre, was fucking awesome. We were all in it. Orton was at his peak. It, was it made sense that he was going to McIntyre. But that's the thing where, like, this is where WWE runs into issues. It should have ended after that. Because then what you do is you pull them apart and you can bring them back together later. Like, they used to be so much better. Like, I remember growing up, they were so much better at this where guys would feud, then they'd pull it apart, and then they'd bring it back later. But, like, now with WWE, it's always like, oh, we got to get in the three or four matches right in a row. So it's just like we're looking at, like, a four to five month feud, like, every time, especially with the big titles, it gets boring. It gets super boring because, like, at least, like, with AEW, like, theirs can be a mess, too. But at least on the way, there's still, like, small title feuds mixed in. So it's at least to break it up. WWE is nothing to break it up. It has literally been the same type of segment with Orton and McIntyre for over three months now. Maybe we might even be at four months by now. And so we're exhausted from it. We're fatigued by it. We've seen it all. What else can they do that we haven't seen the week before or the week before that? So... Yeah, TJ's 100% right. Get them the fuck away from each other. And in my hope, I'm getting one of them away at least. We'll get there. I have a big hope. A lot of people involved in my hope. Some might say you're Bob Hope. You probably don't even know who Bob Hope is. I know who Bob Hope. That was a very bad joke. You have no hope then. I do have a hope, actually. You're the one who doesn't have a hope, I bet. I bet I do. I bet I do, my son. I bet I well, do. Do you have any more heat? 
Oh, I can go all day about heat stuff, but let's just move on to the hope, huh? Glorious! You're my only hope. So mine, we didn't really talk about it much yet, which I'm glad, because we can kind of unpack it here and we can maybe have a discussion after. So the beginning of Raw, obviously, like we mentioned, started with The Fiend. It was like, ooh, this is really cool. But out comes Retribution to interrupt them, which I think is fascinating. Retribution sees the new big dog on the block. They want a piece. Um, but obviously, like, they apparently had an eight-man tag against the Hurt Business, which I believe they lost. So Retribution comes out. They lose the match. And then all four members get squashed by The Fiend. So I, Retribution's done better now that we got Mustafa Ali in charge. But, like, they're still presenting them really weak, which I think isn't great because they're so new. But this gets me to my hope. What's the next pay-per-view, WrestleMania? Survivor Series. It is. And so I'm looking at Retribution. I'm looking at the Hurt Business. Makes sense. We got four men and four men. We're one guy away on each side from a five-on-five match. But I'm going to do you one better. Because Retribution also has Mia Yim. So they're kind of like a four plus one. But to be a traditional Survivor Series, you still want the fifth guy. So it's like, hmm. What can we do here? Well, we're looking at Hurt Business. There's obviously no women in Hurt Business yet. Naomi couldn't make sense down the line because they teased it. I don't think that's happening anymore. Because I thought it was interesting. Bray Wyatt, he attacked Retribution because they attacked him. But he's had no bis- no reason to attack the Hurt Business yet. Because they respectfully left the ring and let him do his thing. He kind of looked at them, kind of teased something. And I'm thinking, you know what the best part of Survivor Series was back in the day? Odd couple pairings. So for Survivor Series, the Fiend doesn't like Retribution. Hurt Business doesn't like Retribution. I think we're going to get the Fiend teaming up with the Hurt Business at Survivor Series to take on Retribution. And that's wild. Oh, yeah, guess what? Alexa Bliss comes with the Fiend. There's your Mia Yim counter. So now you're looking, all of a sudden, Retribution's like, shit, we're down a man, and they got a monster. How can we find someone who can contain the Fiend that might not like the Fiend? That even if they don't really like us, they might still join the party. Well, it's going to be someone who's going to be really pissed after he's sent to hell. And that is Randy Orton. Because I do think that is where The Fiend is going next. So I think Randy Orton is going to team up with Retribution, because why not? And I think Randy Orton, for that little month stretch, I don't want him to stay with them long term. But I think it would give them more legitimacy. I think it would be cool to have him alongside Ali. Like maybe them kind of like not trusting each other, but working together. So suddenly at Survivor Series, we have the Hurt Business, The Fiend, Alexa Bliss. Versus Retribution and Randy Orton. That's something I want to see. Because we get a mix of like an actual feud that's happening. A match that should be really good. The Survivor Series feel. And also the odd couple pairing where, who knows, Randy Orton might turn on Ali during the match. Or The Fiend might be like, oh, Cedric, you looked at me funny. I'm going to mandible claw your ass. So that's my hope. I'm trying to make Survivor Series cool and fun again. So why not? Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC's hopes come True. That was that was uh, long-winded. At Hell that. yeah, baby! I thought about it very hard before we got in the program. That's it shows. It shows. My hope is a little bit different, although it does kind of add in a little bit of the same thing, a little bit different. Uh, I'm focused more on retribution. I think that this is a telling, telling sign. Everybody's sitting there saying they got squashed, they got buried, yada yada yada. Look, that's not I didn't the... say buried. No, no, no but. Look, they didn't get buried. They didn't get squashed. They're heels right now. They may be baby babies later on because when I was watching that five, four on four, I thought to myself, where is the vulnerability in the Hurt Business? There is none. There's these four jack dudes that can beat you up. Like, I don't see. They're simply, fucking cool, though. No, I don't. That, that's fine. There's a coolness <laughs> factor to it, but I don't necessarily see it as like there's there's no reason to sympathize with them at all, right? So you go over to the retribution side, you know. You can understand people being overlooked. You can understand people that are getting in a beat up and lose and not taken anymore. And the aspect that I'm going to focus on right now, I hope, is Ali talking about being the hacker, right? So I think that that's going to come into play. They can lose as many matches if they have to, as long as they don't lose the war, right? So I think that Ali could lose a match here and there, but then throw a hissy fit and throw up a video being like, you know what, Miz, we have you on camera talking about you know, and then they break up Jomo and him. You know what I mean? I think that's going to be a, a where, where they're going to get their bread and butter going forward. I think that, that the, at least I hope, is that Retribution can win and lose when they need to. When it's big, that's fine. They can win. Um, but I think the hacker portion of this needs to be the thread that keeps this thing going together because it's just so hard 
for me to believe going forward that they're going to be a credible threat, especially since they got kind of what they were presented with this you know, past Monday. But I look at it like you can have him, you know, kind of put a schism between the Miz and Morrison, which is already kind of there, jar opened. Um, you can kind of talk about the Hurt business. I think they're going to try at some point to have something on somebody in the Hurt business and force them to do something they don't want to do, or maybe even try to break, you know, break up the hurt business don't when it's break appropriate. Up my hurt business, when it's appropriate, ever, never, maybe never, six never, months never, down ever. the line. I want them. I want them to have a longer reign together than New Day. I think they're going to find ways to be when they're baby faces. They're going to find ways to do funny things like GTV kind of stuff. When they're going to make fun of Elias in the bathroom or something like that, they're going to do certain things. They're going to find certain things to do it. So that's where I'm focused on is that I want them to really, really, and I hope that they're going to use this hacker portion of Ali to an extent to be like, okay, Mandy and Dana, you know, here's the reason why you guys aren't going to stick together. Maybe you are undercutting Mandy, Dana. They're going to aim higher than WrestleMania. No, but I'm just saying like tag teams that aren't even really tag teams. No, I know, but they're going to find, they're going to find certain things to do. Get some dirt on the Mac. No, maybe they Get will. Some dirt on Bobby Lashley. Maybe they will, but you don't know that yet. Like they're gonna find an interesting way to kind of hold Raw hostage. I think with the with the. I think if they go back to it, that'll be cool. I think that if they find ways to hold Raw hostage in interesting new ways, not things that we've seen. You know, maybe not like having people in the ring and stand there. I'm not moving till I get what I want, kind of stuff. But like, you know. Just having different things in terms of the hacker is great because he talked about it. He talked about it extensively in that promo, and I see it going forward. I really do. And I think that Ali is going to officially try at some point to grab Ricochet because he didn't go to the Hurt Business. I think that makes sense. He's going to try very hard to pick off maybe somebody like Cedric from the Hurt Business at some point. He's going to find people that he knows and he's going to do something with them. And I think that's kind of where we're headed because I think that like Jomo necessarily isn't necessarily somebody that I enjoy, but I've seen everything he can do. He's somebody that's overlooked too. Like I, I can see I can see them using the vulnerability of un- unleashing all these truths, as he said, and finding a way to being like, listen, we understand that. We understand the truth. Become part of us in the retribution. So as much as we hate mace, pace, taste, and waste, or whatever the fuck these people are called. Hey, you leave Slapjack alone. Slapjack, slap nuts, whatever the fuck you want to call them. Uh, you, you do all these you do all these background characters, and yes, it's important for Mia Yim to get her shit in, I guess, and whatever, but like I don't care about Dante Dio, whatever the fuck his name is. And wow, I don't I, Dio Madden. Whatever the fuck mace. his name is. He honestly is the most intimidating looking one. Sure, because he looks like the fucking predator. But it's the, then, yeah, it's great. Then there's you know Jock sniffing Don, Donovan Dijak from fucking Fitchburg that fucking Danny and TJ love so much. He bought us a taco at NXT or an enchilada, whatever fucking he said. Oh man! But here's the thing. Here's the thing. You take all those people, you push them to the back, or you can even release them from you know uh, retribution and make them back to what they could possibly be because you know the fiend will attack all of them and set them free at some point. I'm sure. Then you can have other people in part of Retribution. So there's layers to this thing that I'm really, really interested in. And I think that the Retribution can be something special if it's done correctly, which is why it's a hope, folks. That's my hope. Hashtag Nestle knows. Hashtag Nestle's hopes come true. Hashtag who better than Nestle? Everyone. Okay. Now into our comeback, folks, because we got a lot of predictions to talk about. Uh, my comeback this week goes to one D. Bry. It's so exciting to see Daniel Bryan back in the SmackDown blue, wearing his blue blazer, not to be confused with, you know, Owen Hart, rest in peace. However, I will say this much. I am excited. They had the, I, I will say they, they overdo it with the uh, special people in the crowd on the fucking, you know, Thunderdome stuff. With I kind of like that. I did I it every like once it. in a while, but then like yeah. having them sit there the whole time with like Mark Henry, like the problem with that, I think is, is that based on the lighting of the person on the laptop, or the camera, or whatever they're using, it's hard to tell who it is. Like I was We're like, in a is, pandemic is that Bree? Not everything. Can I don't be know. Perfect. But anyway, anyway, my comeback goes to DB because I was so excited to see him interact with Seth Rollins, and I'm I'm like sitting there going, oh man, Wrestle Boner 2020. Stay back for WrestleMania man. after Seth comes back from Daddy Daycare. You're talking about the Yes Movement. You're talking about the guy that what did he call himself? The, the Messiah. Friday, the, no, he didn't call himself the Messiah. He called himself something different on on Friday, but it was just like I don't know. He's like, I, he's like, call me whatever you want, blah, blah, blah. I liked his jet black, no shirt, uh, no shoes or socks, whatever he was doing there. He looked like he was ready to slide down a grease pole for crying out loud. It was great. Uh, but Seth Rollins versus Daniel Bryan, we've seen bits and pieces in six-man tag action. We know that's a three-letter word that I don't like. Or sorry, 
three word that I don't like, six man tag. Uh, but uh, Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins is good stuff. Daniel Bryan, please stay away from the Bubaka Buyaka stuff. I, I just, yeah, I can't. Well, Seth Rollins has unfinished business with the Mysterios who came out, but Nestlemania, the other talking point from this is Butte Murphy came out too, and he attacked Rollins and he tried to shake their hand, but they don't trust him. Because Dominic's like, I know that's hands, Ben. Don't touch my sister. That's what he's probably thinking. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, because yeah. that's what they're oh. fucking implying. And then, you know, Alexa Bliss says, hey, man, shoot your that's shot. That's not what they're implying. You they're said implying you said Alexa Bliss said, shoot You're your shot, man. You're the one who's implying that he shoved his freaking hand down her. I didn't say that. I just said his hand was somewhere on her. That's all. You're that's... a dirty boy. I'm a naughty, naughty Nestle. Anyway, <laughs> let's get back into the rest of this. Where is your comeback this week? My comeback is going to the Raw Underground Bouncer because WrestleMania. He got a new job. You may have put Raw Underground out of business, but our boy, what's his name? Jordan? Is that what they call him? The fact that you don't know this is upsetting me that it's in your comeback. You should you should do the research and find well, the name. He's a, no, bro. I watched the show. I saw him. I was excited because I like the look of AJ Styles with Heavy. Like, that's why, like, the club I thought was good with him, but suck on their own, but good with him. How like, dare you? A heel AJ Styles needs a Heavy because AJ's not the biggest guy. He's a sniveling little shit. We know he's an amazing wrestler. But as a heel, he can get away with all this bullshit if he has a guy that's twice his fucking size. And this guy's so fucking big that Styles looks like me, like, next to, like, a seven-footer. Because this guy is so fucking tall. It works so well. It's such a good dynamic. I love the shit of him refusing to get out of the ring. And the ref getting scared and having to beg with him. And Styles just egging him off. Like, ah, oh, this is great. This is great. Because, like, that's the type of Styles that I love. It's just, like, the sniveling shit, annoying fucking douchebag heel and this guy's going to be the perfect compliment he's going to help him win matches he's going to help him get back to the top so i am all in on our boy the raw underground bouncer aka jordan so he gets my comment. his last name if you could look it up because have some class i can't even pronounce it by the way it's like oma bin binin wow have some class pronounce it correctly listen I, I'll be the first to admit, man, I am not good at pronouncing names. If I was ever a teacher, I'd butcher all all the kids' names because I just would not be able to do it. But anyway, I looked it up at least, so I have at least half a credit better than I anybody. I looked it up. I looked it up. No, I watched the show. I saw him, and I gave him my comeback. Here's here's my here's my Bro. one thing that drove me fucking insane about this entire thing. Just one thing? Yeah, you know, because it's me. I, I got one thing I got to nitpick on and just chew on for a while. So they, they have AJ Styles, you know, we don't want none with the pyro. And out comes fucking Jordan, and he does his thing. With the lower third of his name. And then throughout the entire match, they said, the dude from Raw Underground, this monster, this in-name in, in human being, whatever they called him. Yeah, they got to get it in your mind. But they didn't, like, they didn't say his name. Like, just pick one well, or the other. Well, probably going to change next week. Just pick a name and stay with it. That's all I want to well, say. Well, they did pick a name and you don't like it because you're complaining about I'm it. I'm just saying, just don't put a fucking lower third up and say his name. That's so Why do you always want to put labels on him? Let him be who I just he wants said to take be. the label away. You're not listening to me. So you want to call him Raw Underground guy the rest of his life? That's what you his... did. Well, yeah, because it's the first week. If I came on here and said I'm giving my comeback to Jordan, everyone listening will be like, Jason Jordan came back? No, I got to give them contacts. So I say the bouncer from Raw Underground, because since this is the first time we've seen him apart from it, they immediately know who it is. Going forward now, I can now call him Jordan now that the people know. God, you need to know how this works. You got to educate before you can expect people to know, bro. But they could have done it without the name and then make a new name, right? Because that's what they're going to do eventually anyway. That's the pro This is one of the issues. You just don't like the name Jordan. That's You're not true. Jordan I love Michael shooter. Jordan. Yeah, but you don't like the name Jordan. I didn't mind Jason right Jordan. Oh, you're ridiculous. You're making a, you're an erroneous argument you're, again. You're making an erroneous argument. I nestle. Where, where, where? I bothered me so much. You ruined the whole show for me. I had to turn off Raw and sit in the corner and stew. <laughs> Should we go to the finish? Yes, please. Let's go. One, two, three. What I'm on over. Uh, so, yeah, we, uh, we, there's only four matches as of our taping book for Hell in a Cell. So, you're going to want to check out the website at jobbernock.com. See the updated picks for Hell in a Cell from us and the entire staff. That'll be going up probably Friday or Saturday or Sunday. But WrestleMania, we're also going to be talking about Bound for Glory. Glorious. Former uh, Impact dude there. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be talking about that in a moment. But first, you should give us five stars, five flames on iTunes, Anchor, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Archived on YouTube, and WrestleMania. We're somewhere new this week. Yes, we are, folks. If you love Amazon Music slash Audible, you should check out the Jobberknocker podcast because we are now officially on Amazon Music. Now, I've tried the Alexa gimmick. It doesn't work when you say, Alexa, 
can you play the Jabberknocker podcast? Because maybe if enough people ask, it will. Maybe. So here's the thing. I don't know if it's because of my slip slur and words that I can't talk very eloquently, but every time it's like, I, I say, can you play the Jabberknocker podcast? And they'll say, we can't see the Jabberhaka podcast. Like, they just can't find a way to listen to me. So if you can Haka find the fact the Jabahaka the, the, the Jabahaka Yaka Baka Baka. That's what it is. The Motherfucker Podcast is what we're going to do. That's exactly what it's going to be, folks. Uh, but it is on Amazon Music if you search for it. So it's a good time. Make sure that you download or at least listen to our podcast no matter where you listen to. Literally, there's no excuse anymore, folks. So make sure you listen to us. And give us five stars, five flames, like, subscribe, and uh, tell your friends. Um, also, I mentioned the website earlier, Jabberknocker.com, where you can find the predictions for both shows. We also have a... The PWI did their top 100 woman. Well, the Jabberknocker did their top 10. Shout out to our boy TJ, doing a great job. As we mentioned, next month for November, it is tag team month. So we'll have a top 10 tag team. So be on the lookout for that. But uh, we've got the best weekly content in the biz of NXT, Impact Wrestling, and AEW on Jabberknocker.com. So check that out. Twitter at Jabberknocker, at Nestlemania, at JC of the JK, at DQ of the JK, at Ray Ray of the JK. At Billy D2411, at Joe Pollock47, at TJ of the JK, at Tommy Feds33, Facebook Jobberknocker, Instagram Jobberknocker, because Nestlemania, where are we? Everywhere you want to be on social freaking media. Whew. All right. I'm going to catch my breath because we're going to start with Hell in a Cell. Four matches, like you mentioned, booked. The freshest is uh, Jeff Hardy versus Who Wants to Walk with Elias, Nestlemania. Who do you got? Jeffrey, Jeffrey, all the way. I think that the uh, he's gonna da 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 all over Elias. I think that it's gonna be an easy win here. Uh, I think that Elias he could potentially win. I think it'd be nice to see him win, uh, but I think Jeff Hardy just has that it factor. He's a bigger star and will continue to be a bigger star than Elias. So uh, I just I, after coming off that Sheamus feud, I don't necessarily see this being a long term feud. I think they're gonna squash this relatively quick. Yeah, it's it's interesting because obviously we know that it was Sheamus who actually attacked Elias, not Jeff Hardy, because it was part of that storyline. So it's like, how do we move on from this? Um, is it make more sense for Elias to pick up the win or Jeff Hardy? I tend to agree with you. I am also going to pick Jeff Hardy. Next up, we have there's three Hell in a Cell matches. Uh, first up, we have the Hell in a Cell for the SmackDown Women's Champion. Hashtag my main event. Bailey versus Sasha. WrestleMania. you said earlier you're picking Bailey. Are you sticking with it? I don't ever flip flop, folks. I am staying oh, with yeah. Bailey. Bailey all well, the way. Nestlemania? What time is it? It's, it's boss time, time baby. Because you know what? October 30th, the Mandalorian comes out. There's going to be a lot of media. And Sasha Banks needs that strap on her shoulder. She deserves it. It's boss time, baby. She's winning the title. Next up, we have a Hell in a Cell match for the WWE Championship. Uh, Reruns of all reruns. Drew McIntyre defends against Randy Orton. I'm taking the Mac. I was going to say, I have to take the Mac. I've picked Orton like twice already. It's just not going to happen. So, you know, it is what it is, folks. Drew McIntyre, bye-bye. You hear that, folks? Put all your money on Orton now that Nestle's flopped to the other side. I don't uh, flop. Hell in a Cell, I quit match for the WWE Universal Championship. I don't think we've ever seen an I quit match inside Hell in a Cell. No, because um, it's, it's an unnecessary step exactly. away Exactly. But it's, uh, it's there, and Roman Reigns alongside Paul Heyman defends his championship again in a rerun against Jey Uso. Roman Reigns is winning this match, but Nestlemania, what are they going to do to make me care? Not much, I'll tell you that much. I, I, I really believe fully that the I Quit match isn't just the I Quit match here. I think it's going to be, you're going to have to call me the Tribal Chief. You're going to have to be part of my entourage. The whole thing, the cold kit and caboodle, I think it's going to be a gruesome one-sided thing. I'm glad that it's a red cage because this is the one thing that I would want to see blood, considering it's a bloodline. Uh, I don't necessarily think it's going to happen because WWE doesn't like blood anymore, and that's fine. I'm not going to shame him for that, but I think if Blood shamer. Oh, now you're going to give me that, too? You're just gonna... Anti-blood shamer. You should just have a bunch of shamers that I am and just have a list, and we'll make it a t-shirt. You shame a lot of things. I do. I shame. I'm an equal opportunity shamer. There you go. You're a jerk. Shame no, you're a jerk. You're a jerk. Uh, so, yeah, that's all we got right now for Hell in a Cell, so like we said... Stay tuned to Jabberknocker.com for the updated picks from us and the staff. Next up, Nestlemania. We are bound for the glory of Impact Wrestling. Seven matches. A bunch of people I've never heard of. Um, so we're going to start off with the one that's going to be... I have no fucking clue what's going on. The Call Your Shot Gauntlet match. Where the winner can choose any championship match of their choice. There's also a stipulation where if Heath or Rhino win, then Heath also wins a full-time contract. With Impact Wrestling. So, the participants are AC Romero, Brian Myers, told you you'd hear about him again, Havoc, 
Heath Hernandez, oh, it's Triple H, Larry D, I have no idea who that is, Rhino, Taya Valkyrie, Tennille Dashwood, Tommy Dreamer, and to be determined, Nestlemania. Who is going to win the Collier Shot Gauntlet match? Who gives a shit? No, I will say this much. Everybody's going to pick Heath, 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 Heath based on what's going on. I'm going to say to add a little bit of the drama, I'm going to say Rhino. Rhino is going to be the reason Ooh. Heath gets a championship. Uh, or sorry, not only a championship. I think Rhino that... gets the title, Heath gets the job. Got there it. you go. That's what I'm going to pick, yes. Um. So, yeah, Heath seems like the obvious choice, but, you know, there's nothing about me that's obvious. So my winner is going to be Tennille Dashwood winning the Call Your Shot Gauntlet match. Um. Because, yeah, why the fuck not? Uh, next up, we have a singles match between the former champion, Eddie Edwards, and Ken Shamrock with Sammy Callahan. I guess I'm taking Eddie Edwards, the local boy. Oh, wow. You're taking Eddie Edwards? I'm going to take the Shamrock, I think, because uh, Sammy Callahan is a dastardly man. I think that uh, Shamrock can't lose, man. All right. Well, you heard it there. So who knows? Singles match. EC3, the top 1%, takes on Moose. Nestlemania, I'm taking my boy, EC3. I think you're high if you don't think that EC3 is winning this matchup, folks, because he's top 1%. Actually, no longer probably 1%, but... Uh, I'm excited that he's back in uh, Impact. I, you know, our boy Ray lost his friggin' mind when he showed up in uh, Ring of Honor. So, you know, hey, EC3 is a big deal. Wow, I, I'm happy you said that because we all think that, but you always used to shit on him. Six-way intergender scramble match for the Impact X Division Championship. The champion, Rohit Raju, I definitely mispronounced that, defends against Chris Bay. Hey, bay, bay. Jordan Grace, TJP, we don't like him, Trey, and Willie Mack. Um... I know who all these people are. That's a start. Uh, I know Chris Pr Bay had the title for a little while. Uh, give me Trey. Why not? One name Trey. One name Trey? Yeah. Why not? Well, I'm going to play it safe here because I don't know anybody. So I'm going to pick Raju because he's the champion and he should probably hold on to it. So I'm going to stick with him. All right. Next up, we have a four-way tag team match for the Impact. Tag Team Championships, the Motor City Machine Guns of Alex Shelley and Chris Saban defend against the good brothers of Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, the North of Ethan Page and Josh Alexander, and then Ace Austin and Madman Fulton, formerly of Sanity. The more you know. Uh, Nestlemania, I am going to pick... Is this the time the good brothers are going to win the titles? Because, you know, why not? They gave a shit ton of money. Might as well make them the champions. Look, I'm going to go with my good brother instinct here, man. I'm going to say the good brothers win because, honestly, Fulton and Ace Austin don't necessarily mean anything to me yet. I think that the North has had a long, lengthy reign. They're not going to be there. So it comes down to two teams. It's the guns, which I love, and the good brothers that I'm a good brother with. So I'm going to pick the good brothers, baby. Give me the gun. I bet you don't even MCM know who's on that team. Uh, it's Alex Shelley and Chris Saban, bro. Well, then, all right. I actually watched when they won the championship. I think that's the last episode of Impact I've actually watched. Sorry, Ray. Work got busy, and I that, that got cut. Singles match for the Impact Knockouts Championship. Deanna Peraza defends against Kylie Ray. Give me my girl, Deanna. Deanna Peraza for you, really? Okay. Why well, not? I, so here's 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 the contest that I'm 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 uh, you know having in my head here. So I was originally going to pick Deanna, and then I was listening and or, or at least reading uh, all of our boy Dom Fed stuff for Impact Wrestling that he does each and every week on Jabberknocker.com. Go check that shit out because I can't watch Impact Wrestling. So Dom. Dommy boy is my fucking eyes and ears when it comes to impact. So he's been writing these things about having, uh, you know, these snap out moments for Kaylee Ray and having a moment of like, maybe she's a little bit tougher and, you know, she does all these things differently when she needs to for certain reasons. So I'm thinking Kaylee Ray. However, Ooh, however, Kylie Ray. Kylie Ray, excuse me. Kylie Ray. Kaylee Ray works for NXT UK. Excuse me. <laughs> I know it's confusing. Yeah. There's too many with the same There's name. too many people. Uh, no, but look, Kylie Ray is definitely the AEW girl who probably should have been pushed because she's really good. Not there anymore for obvious reasons. Uh, so I'm wondering if... She got gonna... a Judas effect. Well, no, she was asked to. and she... no, no, no. Anyway, so uh, I'm going to... You're going with Deanna Peraza. I'm going to go just because my gut is telling me... Kate... I like it. No, I like it. If Dom, if Dom knows, then I'm wrong. Listen. But I'm just picking with my heart here because I love Deanna. She's a stud, and I'm glad that the Virtuosa is getting to... Virtue all over impact. Virtue all over you. Yeah, there you go. Yikes. Uh, so main event time, WrestleMania. Two of your all-time favorites. Singles match for the Impact World Championship. Eric Young defends against former Cruiserweight champion, Rich Swan. <laughs> uh, hey, you know what? I also read Dom every week. 
The Eric Young's been on a heater there, man. Like, here's the thing with Eric Young. We've always learned he can do character work. I was never a big fan of him even back in the day at Impact. I just It's not a guy I ever liked, which is probably the point. That means he's a good heel. But I know you're in the same boat. But uh, he's a Cordenor boy doing incredible work right now. So I think he's going to retain, even though I know there's a lot of story here with Rich Swan, Because I believe he debuted by beating up Rich Swan, if I remember correctly. Who cares? Wow. This is your main event. I couldn't care less about this main event, honestly. I wow. really couldn't. You hear that, Dom? You hear that, Dom? This is not Dom's fault. Dom's doing a great product. job. It's just, it's just, this is to me. I don't really care. You're an Eric Young shamer. I am. I am. Give me Rich <laughs> Swan. Give me Rich Swan. There you go. Wow. I like it. We were big fans of Rich Swan uh, when he first showed up, and then he kind of ran into his issues, and we had to kind of let it go. But he's a fun character. Lively, lively guy. Well, there you go. It's there. In the books. So who'd you pick? Uh, I picked Eric Young. Eric Young. Like the rest of them. Okay. There you go. Falling in line. All right. Picks- That's Mount for Glory. So like I said, also Jabberdock.com. The whole staff will be doing those as well. And uh, I know Ray watches Impact. Obviously, Dom does. I don't know if anyone else in the staff does. So their picks might be just as bad as ours. Listen, this is this is where the Ray has a degenerative uh, degenerative. He's a degenerate gambler and needs to have that the long padded lead in the Jobberknocker prediction pay per view uh, scoreboard. However, there are certain there are certain people that are nipping at his heels. Not me. I'm coming. Nobody can stop me. Nobody. I'm coming. So that's pretty much where we got everything to be at this point, folks. Uh, he's done doing his. Uh, rapping gimmick so we're good there and so we're going to be back next week i believe well, i am the mvp of the jobber knocker nailed it most valuable primate anyway on that note i'm an mvp of everything most valuable player primate uh none that's Hardy where he had... loses anyway on that note jc's going to stop talking i'm going to finish the show thank you for listening to jobber knocker will we be back next week i think we will we'll be back next week with more jobber knockery mandy I missed that.